recorded. Testing. Te- everybody count. Oh, One, five, two, seven, three. This is the most ambient counting that's ever happened on Eight, Welcome. Four. I'm going to turn you guys down. Okay. Welcome to the Eric Lang Show. Is this really starting? My guest today, yeah. My guest today, we have Akbar. Uh, hello. Akbar, let's do count again. One, two, three, that's good. four. All right. And uh, Christian, why don't you count? What do you got? Uh, seven, ten, thirteen. Oh, I just turned you all the way down. There now go, go back. Seven, ten, thirteen, forty-two. <clears throat> all right, and I'm Eric. One, two, three. All right, so here we are. We're in Oregon. We're live in Oregon, and uh, all four of us have ADD. <laughs> Do anybody catch that? It's only three of us. <laughs> um, Akbar, you go first. You're alphabetically more significant. What's your story? Introduce, introduce yourself, please. Hi there. My name is Akbar Chisti. I am a washed-up uh, amateur golfer, about a 10 handicap. Solid. Double digit, uh, if you will. I'm married. I have a daughter, Rubina. She's five. My wife. Uh, she's Your wife's five? <laughs> no, I think she's, in, she's 33. And you work together. You we and Megan together. create every day. We are creating not uh, much else, but just creating. And we work together at our little golf company, making uh, a variety of things. It makes me so happy. It's fun. You you, you uh, recently became famous due to a cameo on a web show. Yeah, it was so fun. When uh, you came through town in Portland and we went uh, urban golfing. If you don't remember, Akbar was in season one. And we went to uh, we went to his shop, and and you the aftermath is you told me that, you know, you made uh, a golf cover, a head cover for me out of a, a jacket from a thrift store, mm-hmm. and you told me that uh, everyone started writing in and asking for their grandfather's military jackets. To oh, me. some of those stories, man, in many times are uh, very moving, but but yeah, almost every day we have some old uniform or golf shirt or. Whatever, just a variety of things. Yeah, getting cut and sewn. And and then also people started recognizing you immediately, like when you were at uh, golf events. So yeah, we do uh, some stuff at uh, a couple of tournaments, and the main one is the U.S. Open. And and I was out there hammering. You know, we started out doing that for uh, in 2015, where we'd personalize stuff and hammer it on an anvil. And and I never really had people come up and say, "Hey, you're that guy who plays." Urban golf, like that had never happened. And, and in the first year that that thing aired, it was like every multiple times per day. Right. How did that make you feel? Um, you know, it didn't change a whole lot. <laughs> I'm still here with you guys. Hafer <laughs> cannot keep a straight face, by the way. All right, moving on. These are probing questions. Christian Hafer. Yo. Welcome to the pod. Hey. Yes. What, uh, how would you, your name is Christian? Correct. And in a German accent, it's Christ, 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 how's Christ on. <laughs> <laughs> the, the we, we've been on a bit of a boys trip, mm. uh, would you say? I would say. Christian, how would you define this uh, this trip without without spoilers? Uh, traumatizingly transformative. <laughs> <laughs> introduce your, how would you introduce yourself in an elevator? Uh, um, uh, going down, not up. I, I wouldn't. You would uh, not? I wouldn't. You, what would you do? Would you look in the corner? Would you... Uh, I would What's probably stand there and take a photo of somebody. And <laughs> he's uh, a photographer. Yeah, I. My name's Christian. I'm a photographer, and uh, that's it. <laughs> Your facial expressions say so much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Very, uh, yeah. if the oh, 
Akbar's going to get a photo. We can post this right now. Perfect. There you go. Um, let's see. Uh, what should we talk about, guys? Well, what we're doing is kind of interesting. We're what are we doing? Oregon. We got you guys out in Oregon, man. Yeah, we made it. Yeah, it's a central location. You're from L.A. and Hayford's from Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's a little bit more central for you. Yeah. And the weather's worse than either of those places. Yeah. <laughs> so it made a ton of sense. It's 41 degrees outside. We just played nine holes. We walked. Oh, hey, you know what? Rain. I, you know what, guys? I got to address something real quick. Yeah. Some of the fans of the podcast have made it known to me that they think that the chewing of the cookies in the microphone is a little too intense. So, so I'd like to see if we can potentially learn how to chew properly. I have you haven't had any cookies, have you? You never had a paleo cookie. All right. Well, I'm going to be honest. So I have this. I have a thing where I hate it when people chew, <laughs> and apparently it's a real disease because my brother sends it to me every time I freak out. But he sends you him to the, of him? whatever the name of it is. <laughs> So it can, I guess, make me feel He's, better. You get an Instagram text. I am while uh, we're on the pod. While we're on the pod, this is wife actually. Should we take? Oh, no, a, should we do a live Q and A? No, this is actually. You want to go live? You no. ever go live? Either of you go live? Okay, hold on. I have not done that. No, I don't know how to do it, but but you're welcome to. Or all yeah, right. You want me so to? what? No, don't do it. Right, no, let's not do it. Very so whenever somebody chews the sound of it. it, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Really? And so every time I hear the cookie on your thing, I'm like. You fast forward. 15 you fast seconds. forward it really. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, I don't like that sound. It's either. too much, huh? So should we eat the cookies on the pot? Should I we like, pause? I only it? like to listen to myself chew. Should we? Should we pause it and eat the cookies really quick, or should we move the mic back from whoever's currently chewing? And we're back. I'm chewing, <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> mm, yeah, you might need to take let's, a little break. Let's see. T- you don't think? You, but everyone likes the cookies. When were these cookies? Did we made? bring cookies with us? Because we've been on the road. We've oh been together God, for a few days. Just breaking out the cookies right yeah. now. Cookies are right here. Those look we've, quite nice. We've been. Uh, yeah, I mean they're pretty good. Yeah. I'm just gonna get in. Why here. am I drooling? Someone else talk for a minute because I was soft. I was. Okay. Should I describe the cookie to the listeners? <laughs> you describe it while I. The size I of the chocolate so, to the surface so area is very high. It's very supple. Everyone was very surprised. That very it feels chewy. Like real it feels cookie. like a okay, so- I'm kind of losing it. They're so good. <laughs> These are pretty good. Christian, fill the air. Come on. Don't I'm, eat I it. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. This is amazing. <laughs> There's a lot of chocolate in there. I filled it up with chocolate. <laughs> What kind of chocolate is it? I was like, I'm going to Portland. I'm going to give it extra chocolate. Yeah, but what kind is it? It's what like kind of, it's not the little. There's a lot of teardrops. coconut. It's There's the some healthy, coconut. It's the healthiest chocolate you can get. Is it dark chocolate? It's definitely extra. It's extra everything. When you actually go to the checkout counter with this chocolate, they raise an eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Oh dang! Are these... Oh, he's living. He's living. <laughs> extra. Mm. Right, I'm going to pause it. We're going to eat these cookies. We'll be right back. Just kidding. <laughs> I can't not eat a Hayford full took a gigantic bite right when you said that. <laughs> well, we need to talk about something of substance. Okay. <laughs> a subject matter that matters. How about this? Huh? Oh, I'm, I'm, listening. I got, I'm listening. I got to nothing. You eat and it is so loud. <laughs> I, I didn't realize people didn't like it. It is bad. It's really <laughs> bad. Is this a tradition that you do with the paleo cookies every single show? So this is a thing, yeah. It's a gift for the guests. The this allocations is... are off. There's only an even number of cookies here. Well, He's... it was all I had left. I had made a batch for, um, I did the two-part Master's Edition. Oh. Don't do it. 
Don't don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> um, I feel like we need to really tone this down. Hey, okay, how about this? Someone asked me a question the other day. They said, what's it like to play with a caddy? Akbar, why don't you answer that? You used to work at Bandon Dunes. I was a caddy. I was a caddy at Bandon Dunes. Um, <clears throat> it's it's interesting. A caddy can either be your buddy out there just hanging out, or they can go all the way out through to uh, giving you advice and about golf and other things. Life. Who knows? Uh, but, but yeah. I was a, a slow caddy. Is this not the answer to your question? No. He's just, like, <laughs> he's just laughing because I'm chewing. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's a challenge in and of itself <laughs> to listen and chew at the same time. <laughs> the, uh, but the thing is, it can be very nice because you don't have to carry your own golf bag. For example, you guys were playing together out of the same bag here at Tethro. Yeah. Yeah. And you can just swap clubs. That was nice, you know? That is nice. It's intimate. But, uh, you know, I think uh, playing caddy is good. Let's talk about intimacy on the golf course. (laughs) (laughs) You just just brought up something I wanted to talk about. (laughs) Uh, Is is this podcast viable? I feel like we're really borderline not not posting this. This is borderline unpostable (laughs) for sure. It just depends on the time. You know, (laughs) nobody's really checking in the evening. We're nine minutes in and we have accomplished. All right, he wants to talk about caddies. Let's well, talk about uh, caddies. Right, I mean, well, did you ever caddy? Yeah, oh, a couple times, and it is—it's hit or miss. It's either really bad or really good, and there's no in between. Actually, mm-hmm. when we were at Sand Valley, I fired one of the caddies off my bag. What? You did not. Yeah. Wait, was I there? Yeah, you were. What amazing! You were like out, gone. Yeah. I don't much. remember this. At, well, at the, uh, I, I tried to do it as politely as possible, but I was just... Was this on day one when we played the core Crenshaw? Two, and he wasn't supposed to show back up, but he did. Oh. And so I felt kind of... I was like, okay. Oh, you had already said that you didn't want to shell out for a caddy. Well, no, I just I did, didn't want to shell out for that caddy. <laughs> it <laughs> and, was personal. And they didn't... Ha- well, he, it, it wasn't fun. We listened to him more than... Oh no, we actually, the yeah. talker. What did he? What did he have? A, was the he caddy life? Was he enlightening? At least no, no, not not at all. He was more like we dim, learned a lot dim. about his golf game. He not, was dimming. Yeah, very dim. Turn the lights down. But I've had other caddies that are awesome, really helpful, help you get around the course, and you know, are well worth it, or just simply entertaining. Yeah, I had a caddy once tell me uh, that the putt was uphill, downwind. Nice <laughs> uphill, but quick. He said. That's not helpful. That was very... Con- is that, is that com- computations like that are not possible. Yeah. I avoided giving advice in most situations, unless uh, the call for it was not good. Did you just hand a club? Do you... Like- given the choice, given the fact that you can afford a caddy, right? Or that, you know, whatever. W- would you rather have a caddy or not have a caddy, all things equal? Mm, a good caddy, yeah. I would love to have a caddy. But knowing that a good caddy is, what percentage... Twenty percent, thirty percent. When you're with your buddies, a caddy's fun, and I think on your own, sometimes it's just nice to meander out there on your own and yeah. do your yeah. thing. I think it depends on where you are and what the round is. Like what country? Yeah. If, really? I mean, no. <clears throat> like what type of course you're at? And what What are right. you doing? Blind I mean, shots. If we're, Am like, I allowed to keep eating this cookie? Or yeah, you can keep it. Yeah, I'll just, just turn you down. Okay. I'm just going to get you out of here. Tweak those levels. All right, Akbar's gone. He's in cookie land. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that asked for no munching, I would just like to, you know, you're welcome. Yeah. You know? By the way, the Eric Lang Show, it's a place where you can, everything's a safe request. This is a safe space. You can ask for anything. Is there anything you want, Christian? <laughs> no, I'm good. Um, you're solid? I'm good. What's up? 
you seem, you seem uncomfortable. I am very uncomfortable. Why? Why are you uncomfortable? I don't know. Don't, don't give him the cookie. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I want to eat your cookie, Akbar, <laughs> while you're eating it. It's um, so but sick. I also, I, it's weird to hear the sound of your own voice. <laughs> I'm very. Do you want to take the headphones out? No. Will that make it better? No. Because then you, I won't feel included. Do, <laughs> do, <laughs> it's sort of a catch twenty two for you. I know. I'm, I'm in a weird place right now yeah. with everything. Um, let's see. Well, you, uh, where are you at? You love, you love, you, you, you love photography. Correct. And when did you decide that you love photography? When did that? Uh, probably 14, 14, 14 years old. And you, what you, uh, I mean, everyone loves your photograph. Does anyone, do you get any haters? Yeah. Really? For sure. No way. Yeah. What do they say? They just, I don't know. They just don't like, cool, they don't say, cool, I don't think cool they pick bro. Yeah. Cool pick. Cool pick. Um, I just oh, Akbar's done eating. I'm going to give him I'm some volume. Back. Are I'm we back. fade him back in? I'm chime in. What are you say? I just don't think. I don't I mean, understand how you can have any haters. Your stuff's so good. I think. Well, I appreciate that, but I think anybody. I mean, everybody. Not everybody's going to like everything, right? So naturally, some people just aren't going to see my photography, and it's not going to make sense to them, right? Or they're not going to understand why. Why'd you take that? And because they, they're used to a certain kind of photography, and right. I mean, my background in photography didn't stem from golf. It didn't stem from. What do you mean? A, I mean, a, a large focus of my photography was at a point street photography. Um, you know. Oh, so you came to photography? Wait, which came first? So the chicken or the egg? Which uh, one? It was the well, egg, right? So I started photography in high school, and it was because I snowboarded, and I. I I just wanted to document things, and I couldn't, like I was telling Akbar, I couldn't paint, I couldn't draw. And yeah, I could I, see that by looking at you. I, I could guess you're not a good painter. No, and I couldn't write. <laughs> I can I can barely speak. Um, so you can speak great. I got a camera and started taking photos of people snowboarding, and we we had a whole program in our school, and I did that for a while. And this is in Eastern Pennsylvania. Uh, I was actually in Colorado. I was oh, in Colorado, Colorado okay. at the time. Yeah, right. Um, and so I did that, and I fell in love with it, and. When I moved, you know, fast forward years and years later, I moved and I was in Philadelphia. I, I needed an outlet, so I started kind of just. I found st street photography to be that outlet because a lot of the photographers I learned uh, early on were, you know, old masters of documentary photography, reportage, street stuff. Like name a few. Uh, Drop like some my names. absolute favorite is Henry Carter Bresson. Oh yeah. Um, French and actually, dude. yeah. And there's a photo. Um, when I saw that photo, that's when I knew I, I really wanted to do photography. And it's, it's this photo of a, of a man leaping over what looks to be this pond that he's not going to be able to clear. And the, the, the way he, he got that photo of just such a simple moment to me, it was, it's endlessly fascinating to just see people in their environment and try and make it look interesting. Right. So street photography was that for me for a long time. I moved away from Philadelphia where I did most of that, um, and needed that outlet still. And I wasn't, obviously it's a lot harder to shoot street photographer and a lot of Amish people in Lancaster. They don't like to be photographed. Uh, they also aren't walking around streets. So <laughs> they're walking around horses. They're, they're either at Costco so or in downtown then or, well, no, there are, but it's just not a big <laughs> area. So where I could get up on a Saturday in Philadelphia and walk the whole city. And that was like my day mm. and just getting photographs it would take me all day. Lancaster, right. it would take me 15 minutes, you know, and it's, it's a cool place, but it's just not big. And 
you know, there are characters there to be found, but it's like the same ones over and over again. Right, right. Um, whereas Philadelphia, even though it's not massive, you could always look at it differently. And right. depending on the weather, the time of the year, whatever, you could always find a really cool image, I thought. So I started golfing more and more. I got back into that. And then naturally just always had a camera with me, which was originally just my phone. And I didn't take my camera on a course. And right. my photography was really just landscape stuff. And then I started shooting more on course. And Why didn't you bring your camera on course originally? What? Because I didn't. It, and that goes back to the interpretation of what golf photography is. It's, you know, you have to get out there at sunrise or sunset and you have to get on a ladder. Or, you know, you have to get these typical photographs i'm like well i'm just golfing in the middle of the day there's nothing cool to get there you know right and then i just started kind of bringing a camera with me just because naturally it was going to happen this is interesting so now i'm like it's like i'm getting a little bit more um context into your photos because i've always loved your photographs i love how much you love taking pictures and you know we can get into the some of the things you've it's done an, for the community picture. but it's it is you've kind of brought this like skate surfboard uh, snowboard photography culture to golf. I didn't even realize that. I just learned that right now. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of people when they look at somebody's photography, it's you can see threads of how they learned it. Like right. any artist, any painter, any musician, anybody who does anything, you can see that thread. And for me, you can look at you can look at certain photos, and you can go and look at certain street photographers and say, okay, that's clearly an influence because I would spend hours and hours just pouring over different books or looking at photos and trying to develop my own street style. And I think I've figured out a way to kind of pull in my own style, my own interpretation of the world around me into golf, which is a little different, which gets back to your original question of how do some people not like that? Some people just don't like that style. I hate those people. And I, I hate those people. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. I love those people. I you support tell, all like, the, different points you, of view. Don't you think the photographers in golf are better if they come from a non-golf background? I mean, I don't know. Because they frame the shots. I mean, your framing is different. It's not like always necessarily like what the golfer would have the preferred eye. I mean, like where you want to be. Well, yeah, and a lot of that's it goes back to like we were talking about, I think it was this morning, and you know, a certain camera that I used let me see people come into the frame. So I could frame my shot and get the background right and get them to come in at the right time. And a lot of times with, especially when you're golfing with friends, you just, nine times out of 10, it's a swing shot. Right. Well, I take those, but I try and always do it from a different angle or create a different image the same idea, the same concept, it's a swing, but how can I show it differently? What do you think of, like, w when you're looking at that, what is the most important, like, background, face, foreground, like, what do you, whole? I mean, is there, is there, does that even exist? No, because I think every image is different, and it, I think the way you look at photography is, and, and anything, but the way I look at photography is every, every photo I take, I'm trying to tell a little story in my head. Right. I'm creating a little, you know, Eric's bad at golf. Eric, Eric sauntering down for, the fairway, for example. You know, um, so if I have like today when we're walking around and you know, I see you're on a hill. There's a stormy sky. There's some stuff over here, but I can kind of isolate you, and I can 
in my head, I can tell this little narrative of yeah. what our day was like with this photo because of you walking. And so I want you in a specific place. I want to see your face in that photo. Whereas mm. other ones, I, I don't want to see your face. You don't, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at, <laughs> don't make eye contact. But there's... <laughs> Mr. Hafer. There's a lot of different ways to take a photo, and I don't think any way is really necessarily bad. Right. I think it's... it's I, I know someone who took bad photos. My yeah. caddy at Augusta. Did he? Literally. Well, the, he they were out of focus and black. Two very bad ways is to describe it. Is his finger on the, the lens? No. Did he, he just, drop it? I don't that's know. one of the key things I don't, to success. This Did he take be, the lens cap off? Yeah, I mean, there was the lens cap was off. It, there's a whole host of problems, but this is why there were 3,000 photos. But anyway, okay. what, what I was actually wanted to go back to is, and Akbar, you love photography on the course as well. You like a lot of things on the golf course. <laughs> Music. Music. Bare feet. Yeah, wonderful, nefarious things. What else? What else do you like on the course that people might not know about you? Mm, bunker rakes. Bunker rakes. Yeah. Fascinating. Bunker rakes and positioning of... Bunker rakes like in the photo, bunker. You have a bunker rake fetish? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I it's just kind of fun fetish. to like rake the bunker. It's kind of soothing hmm. too sometimes. So I, go in I know what I'm getting for Christmas. <laughs> bunk, a mini a bunker rake? Garden. You know the one that goes on your desk? <laughs> it would be cool to have one of those that yeah. was a bunker. Would you ever get a bunker you just rake sit there tattoo? Rake your little road hole? I think we just came up with an idea. Okay. All right, we're going to start making that. I'm now available on... <laughs> Pre-order um, starts now. Sold. Sorry, it's sold out. Sold out. <laughs> it's a cardboard box filled with rocks and a fork. We only made zero. A plastic fork. <laughs> um, but hey, you you did a cool thing, right? Would you say the hey photo comp was a cool thing? You got that did good. You, you got people yeah. involved in photography on the golf course. You inspired them to like get creative in a in a game that people I think typically were kind of like playing golf to finish. It feels like a yeah. lot of the time. Yeah, I think. A lot of times golf and what I see through Instagram because it's so, I mean, everybody's on it and we spend so much time. time on it. All the time. All the time, nonstop, is I kept seeing kind of the same thing. And, and it kind of went back to a lot of the questions people would always ask me is, you know, how do you how do, you do that? Yeah. How do you, when you go out and play golf, how do you take photos? And all those kinds of questions. So I figured instead of answer asking, people ask me those questions and constantly answering and I would just challenge people to think the way I think. To find the answers for themselves. Yeah, so the the thing with photography is I can teach you how I do it. I can teach you how I look at things and how I how I use my camera and things like that. But you, you've given some of that information to me. I, I generously. Have. Um but it it doesn't mean that it's not it's gonna translate to you and how you interpret the world. And the way you look at the world is different than how I look at the world. But everybody can make a black and white photo. So the idea was Everything's always green. It's always lush. That's not really always what golf is. And I love black and white photos because when I started photography, it was all a black and white dark room. Right. Dark um, room. So, you know, I Kids would... these days. You guys kids. didn't have color film? And so, like I was telling you... Develop color. I don't go where you black and No, you had color film, oh, but because of the cost of everything to keep it down, it was cheaper to do black and white. Um, so we would develop everything black and light black and white while we were learning and you learn to look at things differently when you shoot black and white and you restrict yourself only black and white um plus it's so different than what everybody sees and usually shoots for so I figured let's just see what happens and i i was 
I was happy when a hundred people had submitted something. Right. And then it got kind of a little crazy. It kind of caught fire and like a, uh, people like a golf cart. Like a golf like, cart. Oh yeah, exactly. man! What like, a everyone's logo. Everyone. Hater's logo is a golf cart on fire. It is. It is. The, which signifies. The which signifies that walking is. It's however you really want to interpret it. Uh, it's your. Think it, some things catch on fire. It's yeah. That's All good things you. come to an end. There you go. <laughs> that's, a little anarchy in that. There's a little anarchy in that. That goes back metal. to yeah, a little Slayer in there. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it. I mean, it is. It's the idea of walk more. I mean, as a photographer, I obviously would prefer to always walk because yeah. you miss so much when you drive around. But I think you miss a lot when you drive around in a cart majority of the time or that's what your golf is because you're not really walking with your friends and talking or having a good time or a stranger all those things but for the whole photo thing it was it was an idea for people to just kind of look at things differently um people really liked it the second one i thought was going to be a way bigger challenge um because it wasn't take a photo of something black and white or take a photo and convert it to black and white it was asking people to document how they, who they golf with. Mm. Um, so bringing in that human element that I think a lot of golf photography lacks because they just want to show this really cool hole. And that's great, but not every photo has to be that. Sometimes there's really good pictures of not just golfers, but people who walk on golf, work on golf courses or um, are surrounding the kind of golf sphere. Right. who are important to the game and impact the game. And I think what I like in photography is being able to go out and document those things and document those people and kind of share their stories visually. Because, um, again, I can't write, so I'll give a photo. Um, you're, but, you're, no, don't see, you're a great writer. There's a thousand words in a photo, right? Hey. There you go. It's at least a I worth I have that hanging over my that. toilet. Mm-hmm. What what would you say, Christian? What would you say is the most important thing that like photography has taught you? Uh, photography has taught me the most important thing. Um, it's taught me how to understand people. Um, you when you especially when you're walking around a street for eight hours a day with just a camera and you're trying to like you're trying to you're almost making a movie in your head and your photos are are is that it's that what you see in your head. So you get to observe people and understand how people behave and understand um, you see people who are happy, mad, confused, all these different emotions. Um, and you really understand kind of the human element of things. And I think good photography is that. It's that human element. I love landscape photography. I love all those things. But photography with people, because people are endlessly fascinating to me. Um, we're so different. Um, we we can be from very similar paths or from the same town and be so different. And we can be from completely different places in the world and so similar. Hmm. Um, you know, so that, that's the, the coolest thing I think about photography. Right. So, yeah, I like that idea that you just sort of, it's this opportunity to just sort of, um, observe. Do you think you appreciate like a scene more when you don't have your camera, like after being a photographer? Yeah. I feel like it's so good. You just what do you, soak what do you in mean more scene? details, you know, you just like, so you're just walking around if you're walking on a golf course or if you're just walking through town you just like appreciate just observing things a little bit more? Yeah, I think uh, for me, leaving the camera and like not taking photos is important, <clears throat> especially when I'm with my family because though it's it's good to be in the moment. 
Mm. And again, like I said, like I kind of get in my head when I'm doing photography. I'm I'm off in la la land, and I'm coming up with my own thing. So those moments, like you know, just walking around, like when Lindsay and I were on our honeymoon and walking around Ireland, you know, obviously I was taking photos, but then I would there were moments where I just stop taking photos and we just walk around. Right. We'd be on a course at sunset and it was cool. We were the only ones out there and we would just sit down for a little while and not take a photo. And it was a really cool sunset, but people have seen sunset photos before. Hmm. I haven't experienced that with her before. So it was cool to just experience that. So was that challenging in this day and age? Um, yeah, I think your, your original, your, everyone's first reaction is photo, 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 photo. Yeah. Like, cause it's so accessible. Uh, you, your iPhone's better than the f- camera that I learned on, you know? Right. So it's so ex- it's easy to just do that. And I think people, that's part of the problem with a lot of people's photographers. They oversaturate things. They overdo it. And they don't give themselves enough breaks to really just think about what they were working on. And that's why, like, when I golf with people, one of the questions they always ask, always ask me is, you know, how do I get the best photo? How many photos do you take? Mm. You know, maybe in a day if if I'm really shooting a lot, maybe a thousand right. in a full day, um, usually <laughs> way less than that. Um, and sometimes it's just because I accidentally put it out of single to continuous mode. Burst mode. Burst. So Beast I think burst. taking breaks, especially as you're, as you're golfing or with anything, breaks doing anything are important. Right. Not just photography, but anything you do, you can't, you can't constantly do that thing and expect it to be good without stopping and thinking about what you're doing and digesting everything you're seeing. And not every photo is a good photo. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah. I have a lot of bad ones. Yeah. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. Akbar, I really like your story about how you got into the into the sort of arena realm that you're in now. Can you Can you tell everybody that story? You were an accountant. I was an accountant. You weren't always uh, a head cover pro, pro, pro creator. Procreate, procreate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the uh, procreation pro, of. You procure cover heads. Where are you? No, you uh, purvey. You pur- you're a head cover purveyor. Purveyor. Purveyor of fine covers of heads. Exactly. Moving on. Okay, so the the way I started, uh, I was a, an accountant. Hello, okay. friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was actually. You know what? That's a good idea. Let me tell my story. Over oh a song. Is this okay? Can I do that? Am I allowed? Is this not going to work out? You've got oh, a very. Just, he wants to play name. the Master's theme song. We'll get you know, here's the thing. Will we get tell him that? It's yeah. kind of his theme song. Here's the personally. thing about Akbar. When he sends you an email, he will primarily lead up the email <laughs> with a link to a song that you should listen to while you <laughs> while read you the read email. That, that is very, they're very true. And then I think you've also sent one time an audio file of you reading the email. <laughs> Have you done that too? Well, yeah, because some people are, in, you know, in the car. You know, I didn't want to cause an accident, so then I just decided that I'd I'd read the email over the song. Yeah, That's I mean, this Akbar. is this always is looking level. out for friends. I don't even know if you actually have a business other than just making people happy and writing long emails with <laughs> masters covers. Yeah. But yeah, it is a lot of fun to make people. I mean, that's here's the thing. You you if you play the song, we are subject <clears throat> to the laws of copyright from CBS. 
And whoever wrote that song, I don't know. Maybe Jim Nance. Did Jim I Nance think play it's like, that? It's Kenny Loggins' cousin. Yep. And the song yeah. is named Augusta, and it has lyrics. It does. Did right. you know that? So I didn't know that. Augusta, I think until the eighties, it. They... Your azaleas are. <laughs> it's about Augusta. Like, like there's the whole. It's song. a whole song. You, oh wait, we, we, we. I mean, do you think it's worth the risk to play the real song? No. Okay. Look, here's the thing. I've All I've right. gotten burned in life enough times now. Well, you see, do you see? Have, have I changed? Have you seen me change? You've evolved. I've evolved. Mm-hmm. I've had just way too many bad things happen. Okay. You know, not bad things, but you know what I mean. I just I've I've gone close to the cliff's edge. All right. Well, why don't we do this? If you're at home or in your car, just <laughs> Akbar, I'll email Google, you the link. Google the Augusta song. It's the Masters theme. Yeah. And, listen to it right now. And right now, and you know, my start my story starts when I was at KPMG. I was an accountant. I was a CPA working in audit. Uh, and as you what guys, what does that mean? Like, but don't, not too long on that answer. Auditors <laughs> make sure the numbers are right and report on their findings. Okay, so you're looking for that quarter of a cent. Well, it's all based on what's relative for the size of the business. So, like, a quarter of a cent might be relative to like a lemonade stand, but you know, <laughs> for the bigger ones, this is a larger number. You okay? All right, cool. You lost me, but go ahead. Uh, well, I did that for a few years and, uh, just kind of was wanting to do more and do something on our own. I always wanted to have my own little business, but, uh, this whole thing was sort of an accident. And you had loved golf. Had you already worked at Bandon at the time? Yeah. I worked there, uh, in the, uh, college years in the summers. In the clubhouse. In, in the shop. And then also caddied. Right. I was like a B caddy or so. You were a B caddy. At best. Right. But uh, so then that, that kind of led me into some relationships there. But uh, the real key was my wife, who's an apparel designer at Pendleton Wool Mills. Oh, I didn't know that that's where she started. She was an apparel designer and she was good. Really? And, yeah. She had some designs <coughs> that were from Japan that came into mainstream fashion here. And she was part of the whole thing of wow. Pendleton becoming a part of pop culture again. No way. Yeah, dude. And then you guys literally collaborated in the most intense way. It's a collab. And then I took her away from her dreams and had her help me make golf head covers. <laughs> Aww. And now well, you guys share an office. Yeah. she she uh, We do. A lot has happened in the last seven or eight years. But in the beginning, we both were doing it on the side just because it was fun. And she was working a lot too, but looking to be more... We're both pretty independent. So when we started to sense it could be an opportunity to do our own thing, we were like... Let's start doing it and Whoa. really figure out if we can quit our jobs. Did you need to take out a loan in the beginning or did you just like jump out of the plane? No. Um, I mean, my parents helped me buy the first run of wool and it wasn't that expensive. Like literally they helped you buy a roll of wool? Yeah, it was like 500 bucks. I haven't paid my mom back yet. Ooh. That's so cute, dude. But yeah, she wouldn't let me pay, but I had her come with me to the... You remember Hayford? We went to the yeah, Pendleton yeah, yeah. store. Yeah, that's very cool. And she uh, wouldn't let me pay for it, so she paid for it. I hadn't thought about that in a long time. But yeah, that was the, the loan I got. That was it. You bought a roll of wool, and then you made it into... I mean, there was a lot of personal... I mean, if you think about it, you know, my wife and I didn't pay ourselves for a few years, like three years or so. So those, those were loans from us. Were you right? living on savings then? Well, I was still working, so I still oh, had right. my day job, and then we were doing it on the side. Did what? Did you have to be kind of uh, secretive about it at the no, office? I was working for a real estate developer, who's almost like one of the, the probably the first ambassador. Like, what happened was 
we started doing it. It got into the right folks' hands, and and uh, we met a fellow named Marty Hackle, who's the Golf Digest fashion editor at the time. And he emailed us, and he said, "Hey, you know, this is really cool. I, I'd like to get some samples. I might be doing a photo shoot." And before we knew it, we had uh, been published in a gift guide, which was a big deal because we didn't even have a website. We Whoa. were on Etsy. Whoa. That's cool. <clears throat> Marty literally was your firecracker in some ways. Yeah, he's like our tenured professor. What a great guy. Marty's such a great... I think that's one of the things I really love about... I, I don't know. The, I feel like we all kind of have, to some extent, that... Um, what is that thing where you kind of... You're like, I'm just going to close my eyes and just swing for it. And people kind of support whatever you're doing because I don't know why. Because it's good or whatever. I mean, yeah. what is all that? People are pretty amazing and and they they're pretty loving when it comes down to it. You know, if you think about it, one of the first things we people find out about us is our story and how we came about. And you realize how caring they are cuz they they hear that and they're like, you know, if I was to go and try to do this on my own or these folks seem pretty cool, you know, I, I want to support that and and do it. And sometimes I wonder if they're buying just because of our or her sad story here because we make good products. Right. But, you know, I don't think they always hear the story, and I, I like to think that it's because it's good stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty special. I mean, the decision of where you put your dollars is the one of the biggest yeah. decisions we can make in our lives today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Right? I mean, as like, because you, you, you spend your money in places, and we've been talking a lot over the past few days on this little trip of, of where we like to, you know, land our bodies at and you know where we like to do things and stuff like that i don't know not yeah. really going anywhere with that just sort of no i think it's true i mean you you have to support people who have a kind of a common sense um it's a lot easier to go out and get other things or digest other things or you know eat different foods but you know it's a lot harder to kind of stick to your kind of values almost. Um, and like Akbar and Seamus, it's, it's more than just kind of a brand. There's a lot more to it. And I think a lot of people identify with what he does and with what you do and, you know, so many other people because they see the passion in it mm -hmm. and they see the creativity. And I think a lot of it is, I know from my perspective, it's like I want to support it because I think that's cool and I wish I would have been able to do that. You know, I wish I could think like that. And so I think a lot of people just see things that they think are cool and, and want to help. And maybe it's not even from buying something, but it's from pushing it out there or telling their friends about it. Or, you know, in a case of Marty, it's, it's things like that, that that's what helps kind of get everything going, I think. And, you know, Akbar is a really good example of it's, he's a really good representation, he and his wife of the brand, but all the people that work there. And you really, once you meet them, you're like, I want to hang out with them, but I also want to like support them right? Um, and do whatever I can to make sure that like that goes because I can't get that anywhere else. Mm. Like nobody else is going to do what they do because no one else is thinking the way they think. So Being nice. Thank you, man. Yep. Well, it's been funny for me because, you know, I feel like right now we're in a time, not even just in golf, but in the world, everything's so corporate and everything's so big Yeah. and like. I don't know. I just like how you've literally done everything you can, Akbar, to not do that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I just feel so lucky to have been a part of, like, the uh, 
micro cult of Seamus, whether it's like a wild dinner at the PGA show that's like at some weird like uh, Italian restaurant. Yeah, no, what was yeah. that restaurant we were at? What's it called? Madison Chatham's. Well, it's 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 funny that you know you we've s- we've done so many cool things all over the. We've place. been pretty lucky to do some cool stuff, but you know it's really like it goes into like what we're about. I think we all know what we're about, which is out walking and enjoying it. But it's like, what are we not about? It's like we're not really. We didn't keep score today. I don't know what I shot. That's true. We did. We played nine we, holes in we, forty-one degrees. We, you know, and and we may not have Passing known how many holes we played if they weren't numbered. You know, that's true. I probably I had to ask on the ninth fairway yeah. if it was nine. So what? What are you not? We, you know, I didn't. You know, hey, if, it, if one of us hit it in the bush, we weren't like, well, your arm was a little oh, yeah. stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh my god! I mean, a swing tip would be basically so funny. What would ha- there was no swing tips. It Someone was basically actually, like throw him another ball. Try that again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And well, golf's fun, right? Like I filled up on range balls before we went out there. I'll just say it. In the he's kangaroo pouch. committed to the three stripe. Can I just uh, say, the brand with the three stripes? I, <laughs> I would never fill up on range balls before going to play. But I was at a Q and A, and Butch Harmon said, "Because because because they were having a Q and A with how many balls would the players be bringing out to the course that day?" And Butch Harmon was like, "I don't know. I'll just take a dozen from the range." And I was like, "My new hero." Yeah. I will take a dozen from the range. This is Butch Harmon. That's yeah. Who cares? That's cool. Aren't there Pro V ones on his range? Yeah. Boom. That's a different kind of range. <laughs> Hence the reason I will take two Logic. dozen from that range. <laughs> Logic has been completed. <laughs> yeah, I did not take Pro V ones. They were the brand. They were not Pro V ones. No. But yeah, it's like the way you play golf. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Anything else? Well, you talked about caddies. I mean, we were out here chasing goats a little bit ago. I mean, can we talk? Do you want to talk about that? Do we want to talk about that? Is it's that up to you, line? Akbar. It's up to you, Akbar. I think it's a big moment. It. It's a big moment for you. Should give it a little. It's a big, sh- I mean, big moment. It's a big moment, but but it was kind of fun because like, you know, it was awesome to get to go and experience it. Here's what I'll just I'll get us into this. Thank you. So um, <laughs> I'm gonna open this one up. So uh, a couple weeks ago, the golf world, <coughs> the golfing public, including Christian and I, were made aware of a special little golf course in what's known as BFE, Oregon. It's bumfuck Egypt, actually. <laughs> I didn't realize Egypt was in Oregon or that it's in the middle of BF. Yep. I thought it had to do with Bureau of Land Management. and it was. Some, but anyway, everyone is aware of this little close. golf course. Not, not really, but Sylvie's. This golf course is going to have caddies that are going to be made out of goats. Literally, they are going to be goats. And Akbar was tasked with the special task. Can you be tasked with a task? Anyway, Akbar has a special, uh, you know, a special, you know, he's he's a, he's a figures his character figures heavily into this story, and he called Christian and I to come up and document what would probably go down in history as the first goat that's actually been able to be called a caddy, and this is all essentially because of you, Akbar. Well, it's the guys down there at Sylvie's. I mean, they they have a goat ranch there, which which I never really knew. I when they first called and they said they were going to have, uh, or they were planning to have goats as caddies, I I was like thumbs up and jumping around. I thought that was the coolest idea, but and why didn't anybody else think of it? Yeah, right. But uh, but ultimately, it was basically they had a goat ranch and they had these these guys from Peru that are pack goat experts. That knew how to train a goat to carry stuff up very steep hills. Exactly. And exactly. so they called you and they said, "We have a problem." Well, you gotta—you can't just tie them to the the goats. Saddle. Don't have hands. 
They don't. They, they, have, they don't have opposable thumbs either. That is accurate. And they walk on all of their hands and feet. So, <laughs> so for a goat to become a caddy, there are special logistical challenges. Yeah. Namely, they're not humans. Yep. So they don't have a shoulder to throw a strap over. So how do you fix this problem? Well, we had to design a bag that would go on the goat and carry the clubs. Brilliant. Simple. <laughs> is that not the answer you were looking for? No, but I mean, it, it is. It's so much more to that. There's, it's you it's make it so, so simple, but I well, guess I guess all that will kind of come out. But it this it, has it, been it several is. months in the process. You've been it building been. this goat the strap. The thing bag. was, they went to the press and they said, "Hey, <laughs> we're gonna have goats as caddies." And before that, a couple months before that, they said, "Hey, let's have you guys design this thing." And so I was like, "Yeah, I, I'm totally cool." And they're like, "Can we use your name in the press?" And I was like, "No, you know, I'm not ready to be part of that because I want to make something that works." Little did I know that when they went to press, it would end up on Good Morning America. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but at the time, we were like nowhere near being ready, and you didn't know that you could promise and deliver that. No, I never put a golf bag smart. on a goat. That's smart. So, yeah, it wasn't like we weren't ready for it. And then we... we Do you regret? You see, your face says you kind of regret not just going with well, it. Because I beginning. never really put it that way, that, that I said no to having involvement on the press thing, because I wasn't sure it was going to work. Yeah, and but then, Akbar, you're, you are not... You, you have a limit to how much you can make, am I right? Yeah, but also like... You're handmade in Oregon. You're not, you're not trying to... Yeah. We, we can't make a lot of anything and think... Thankfully, there's not going to be a lot of goats running around. There's just going to be one or two. Know. You don't know. Eventually, this maybe. This could be a whole thing now. Yeah. Go, it could be the new Amazon. Amazon just like, goat? Just Amazon goat. Goat. <laughs> Would you like it delivered prime or goat? We'll see you in two and a half months. <laughs> two and a half months. Bruce What's will the swing prime by? when they show up the same day with it? That's, that's Amazon goat. Yeah, that's, that's Amazon, Amazon goat. It would show up on a goat. Yeah. Greatest delivery of all time. The D is silent. Goat. Greatest delivery of all time. <laughs> Goat. Uh, okay, so anyway, you you were you got to watch the goat wear the golf bag that you made for it. Yeah. Did you, you guys... feel? You said you said you quoted you, your quote when you saw it happen was pretty profound. Something like it's the best moment of my life. I don't know. I, th- I was with kind regards of the... to Seamus was what you meant. With, re- and with regards, regards to Seamus, yeah. which I didn't say, but I meant that. You know, yeah, I mean? we all it, it was inferred. It was inferred. Yeah. We can use yeah. We can we can put that in there later. But you know, it was. Um, it was pretty special. Yeah. It was interesting as a, uh, I don't know, outsider? Spectator? Spectator? Spectator to the sport? Journalist? To watch, to watch it build to kind of the, the anticipation of, oh, my God, is this going to work? It, it did seem scary to me. It, he, he was genuinely freaked out for a little bit, like, uh, this might be a really bad idea. Mm-hmm. Like, I may have gotten myself in too deep. Well, you and guys it, had come from all over, and it was like a six-hour drive from Portland. Well, I think it was, and, and I think, yeah, knowing you is probably a little bit about that, but it's also like wanting to make a really good product. Mm. And the <laughs> the minute it was on and it was moving and Bruce was doing his thing, you could just see the po- pure just joy pouring out of the guy and it was like it may have been the coolest thing i've seen in a very long time yeah a very long time his response akbar's response his response the goat having this contraption on him yeah and chewing on peanuts happy as could be just literally happy as could be It, it was like you had completed a very uh complicated high school science ex, uh, ex- experiment 
Yeah. And you were like, oh my goodness, I grew a potato in a bottle of water. The teacher was the goat, basically. Yeah, the goat taught you. What wow. did the goat teach you? Wow. Companionship. Beautiful. That's deep. <laughs> Profound. I don't know what you're actually saying, but I believe you. And I'm let's, just going to stay in, that. in Sylvie's ranch for a while. That's... <laughs> Learn yeah, so life. so uh, Hayford took a bunch of great photos. Yeah, it was pretty easy to do. How did your Instagram handle Hayflife come up? How did that come up? Um, I don't honestly know. Cool, good, good answer. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like Half Life, right? Like, well, no, no, because so my last name's Hayford, and my whole life I've been known as Hafe. It just yeah. the progression is Hey Christian, Hey Hafer, Hey Hafe. Mm. Like it just it devolves, and soon it'll be. Huh. And then people just don't talk to me. <laughs> They'll just breathe at you. Ha. <laughs> um, but so Hafe and I don't know. I don't. I just figured it was catchy. And, and somebody like, has. I'm alive. Hafe. Somebody has at Hafe. Oh, um, asshole. Yeah. So shout out Instagram if you want to give me that. Yeah. You should do that. Eh. You deserve it. I'm gonna yeah. look him up. Yeah. He's literally non-active. I don't know who it is because oh, they haven't done anything. I'm and it's a real bummer. This guy. Because it would simplify things for people. They wouldn't have. To Underscore so Hafe or just Hafe? Just Hafe, man. So hmm. uh, you came out. You you had to document this affair. I did. I had the uh, awesome opportunity to oh do so. Oh, my God. Zero posts, zero followers, See? zero following. See? Well, it's a triple I, There's got to be somebody at Instagram that listens to this. So just, you know, I've gone through the channels. Uh, what's his name? Kevin? Kevin Sistrom? He's listening. Hey, Kevin. Kev, you out there? He works at Instagram? A billion followers. He hey, started Instagram. Whoa. Kevin, what's up, man? Kevin, if you're Shout. listening, pull over. Right now. Text your Make assistant. A, yeah. Text your Make assistant. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. He's on it. He's I can tell. It. So anyway, you had to document this whole event. I did. I, I had the, the the dumb luck to be able to get invited to this thing. and Yeah. It's. What's, is there any challenges to photographing a goat? <laughs> High shutter speed? Yeah. You got to really, you really want really high shutter speed yeah and you want to make sure your exposure compensation is just <laughs> we had a long really? conversation about i think it. it was an argument more than I, it, it, it it got it got a little people were getting there were there were references pulled in from the internet <laughs> shots so. were fired shots were fired uh, the long but, form but i think with this it's really it's cool because it's so different which fits with me i just want to look at i just want to show different things it's easy to shoot in the fact that it's pretty great, but the pressure comes on. You want to make sure you get the best possible photo. Right. Because this is, it's literally something that has never been done, but it's a great, it's an amazing story to tell. Yeah. Because it just, it's so good. It's so, you got it's great so photos. Good. Yeah. It's I'm the closest fortunate. thing to cowboy photography that I've ever seen. Cowboy golfography. See, now. Cow pasture golf? Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag. So tomorrow morning, we're going to do, uh, I talked you guys into this a little bit. We have some extra time on our, on our sojourn. And I was like, let's do a little, well, what I like to call, have I, I don't know if I've called it this yet, but it's essentially ra the random golf club. Wait, mm. what? I didn't hear about this. You're it's good. You're playing golf tomorrow with a bunch of people you don't know. That don't know oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I heard about this. I just maybe wasn't paying attention. So what do you, so how do you think about that? I think it's great. What are you, you haven't done it yet. So you don't really. So we're not. I've done it uh, three times now. Played with all random people. Three people met. that don't know each other that I don't know. So it's like it's literally like four satellites stopping at the International Space Station and getting to know each other and telling stories. 
All right, so <laughs> it's been a while. Has this has this what have the experiences been for you so far? Have they all turned out pretty good, pretty bad? Pretty good. I mean, for the for for being completely relatively unknown and you know, I think one of the biggest parts about it that I find interesting is like I typically have social anxiety around oh, is this person going to like that person? You're you know more I mean? concerned you about like other them? people getting along. Because yeah, I can probably get along with anybody, True. at least one-on-one or some fraction of that. But like the harder part is like, oh my God, are they going to have fun? Right. Are they going to all like each other? And it's been really fun to just let go of all that and be like, hey, hey you, guess whose job that you is? signed up. That's their job. Yeah. My job is just, I, I set it up, everyone agreed, and now we're going to go play. And I'm curious to see how that works out tomorrow. I think it'll be good. Do you have any thoughts going into it? Should we... No. We're we're gonna really this is gonna be out so we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to re what's the word you know we're not gonna be able to back out on it we're, <laughs> we're not gonna be able to edit it out is what you're saying no 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 I mean you're not gonna be we're not gonna be able to come back and have a download after mm. it just is what it is but, but going into it I'm excited I haven't had one in about a I month think it's great. We're in Oregon. It's going to be 32 degrees. Yeah, well, it's going to be 32 degrees. We're in Oregon. It's yeah. kind of random golf club did over at Augusta, right? Augusta was a random Beep. golf club. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. I did it. You're right. I said I, said <laughs> yeah, I would not I do it. You. I did it. Yep. Uh, yeah, we can talk about it. No, we shouldn't talk about it. There's one cookie left. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm excited for the random golf club. Do you guys have anything else? I think we're pretty much done for the day. We're playing on golf boards. Yeah, we are playing on golf boards in the snow in 32 degrees of random people. It's going to be 32 degrees. We're going to play on golf boards. Your boogers are going to turn into crystals. Fantastic. Can I smoke them? Mm. I would say they're just going to be icicles. Different different tone. Different different tone. Turn took a turn. All right, well, how should we end this podcast then? Are you guys done? You got anything else? No, I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) What else, Zachary? Your mouth's open. I'm just trying to think of what I would ask you on a podcast. Go ahead. Anything. Oh, oh! What what can we do to to get a random golf club going in our own town? Can we do that? Are yeah, we allowed? You, you want to get work? one going? When's it? When, you want to start the, one? Are you asking as you? Or are you asking as the as the as listeners at home? Maybe a little bit of both. Okay, I think it's kind of a good idea. Well, I feel like I get stuck in playing with people I know all the time. Right. Well, that's I do too. And so what I've done is, anytime I ever get an invite to play golf in any location, I save it. And now I have a list that's about 250 entries long that I can sort out by location. Okay, so how do I... Okay, I, can, I think we You can, need an assistant. Yeah. Number one. I can help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> but now you can do it on your own. You just screenshot them and put them into a folder whenever you get that. Um, I mean, you don't even need that. You, you have enough of, yeah, a, of yeah. a social following out that, there. I think it would be And cool. you know enough people... You know, that you connect. I just, you know, just go, hey, I'm going to be here this time. Let's all play golf. For, you know, like first three, let's do this, you know. Um, so that's how I'm thinking we're going to do it. And then what I'm thinking in the long term is, and I haven't really shared this yet on a public level, but it would be like there would be another way to connect. Maybe like an email list would be kind of lame, but I think there would almost be like a, like a, like Instagram handles almost like mapped out on a map and so if you're if you publicly sign up to this map what why are you looking at me like that this is pretty good i think, this is, I think we're this going someplace good. i think right, we're so going you got this interactive map that's just got like gps coordinates with where you're at i don't want just to break this, this up thing. but this is what we do we get an idea and then we break it up because i what just want to break make, it up we'll just break like, it up man. we just stop and we go in a different direction and i'm going to do that right now because break we're going we're doing that we're having profound we just randomly talk about things and then 
profound things happen. This is good. This is happening. It's so live right now for sure. Live. Yeah. So if you I'd have say, a map and you have these people you can jump to. Yeah. Uh, and you just go to their Instagram space, profile. Uh, so like how, like, do you, it would be perfect. I mean, like, it would be cool to be feeding like, oh, I play with these guys. And then like, this guy's played with these guys. Yeah. Would you have like a private Uber rating? Like this guy's like a oh no, three. No, like a it's super up. low key. It's super low key. <laughs> that would be funny. The whole idea oh, shoot, is. I'm just, like a two. What, what nah, did I do? Larry now, the, the whole idea is it's like. Here's the thing. Like for me, it's like if you're a fan of adventures in golf, it's not about me. I didn't do anything. It's about the show and the concept and the idea of like casual golf. You know, I'm not going to wear a collar. I'm not going to keep my score in a way that's going to like freak everybody else out. Like I think I'm in a tournament. You know what I mean? Like, and it's it's our vibe. It's right. our people. It's it's Ashley. It's it's all the people that we played at Winter Park with. Right. So it's essentially that. And like when you would go to Winter Park, I would hope that like at the next event like that. Everyone would almost like, because I think one of the things people do is we go out in the world and we're like afraid to connect. At least I experienced a large part of my life that way. Yep. Afraid to like reach out with my hand and be like, what's up? I'm in the window seat. Do you mind standing up so I can slide past you and we're going to, and we can talk about whatever, you know, are you, you know, when you see someone in the airport with a title of that, why don't we go up and say hi, like a two year old? Yeah. Hey, I know that. That's cool. I play that game too. Do you play golf? Yeah. Do you like, golf? Wh- wh- and why is it like, oh boy, don't look, don't look over there. He's got a titleless hat. Don't look. I was look. staring at another guy with a Band of Dunes logo on too for like five minutes and right. we were staring at each other. I should have just talked to him. I was yeah. thinking about that. So that's, that's the spirit of this thing. And so it's, it's just a way to have it a little bit more online so that when you're. I see you looking at me. Well, I think I think yeah, I should, I see you see in this logo. I think you cookie. I know you know when I know. This last cookie. I know. Oh god. Here We're we about go. at 57 right. minutes. I was gonna, okay. So bite? <laughs> uh, uh, Sorry. Go ahead. Hey for no, just do I it. don't want to bite. Um just do it. I don't. Uh I think a lot of times a lot of people they try and network and connect so they can go play a certain course, not play with Yeah, this is not people. that. I think this is so much better because I played with random people. I mean Half the people that I met last year that I really enjoyed. I mean, you and I met never really meeting each other at a golf course. Right. And just playing golf. Right. And a couple of other people that just now I'm friends with. Right. Through the game of golf. Cause, and, at the, and everyone started off with their typical, you know, this is how I golf and keeping score and doing the whole thing. And it all devolved very quickly to just having fun. Totally. And I think that I haven't done this. So I'm wondering, is this... Are you seeing people kind of, you know, by the third, fourth, fifth, sixth hole, kind of throwing off the bows and they're just kind of, they're enjoying it more? Do you see people or is it just like a direct reflection of who who that human is? Well, I mean, the thing is the people that are doing it all come into it already from like one body of water to some extent, right? right? Like, like when you go to a any golf course and you get paired up with a random fourth, like a truly random fourth. That person could have a very different mindset around golf. And I've had experiences sometimes where I've literally gotten scared of that person because I said, like, hey, bro, you seem really upset after nine holes. And he's like, I am. And I was like, good talk. <laughs> and I'm like, why the fuck are you out here playing a voluntary game? Well, that's using it as fuel for your anger. Anyway, I mean, obviously, we're all on the same page there. Yeah. But no, I think most of these people already get that. And that's why I think it's so cool is like creating a little micro network out of 
people that we all know that like probably know each other on some level. Yeah. Like the people that, you know, are fans of Seamus, people that are fans of your photography, the people that are fans of this podcast or the show probably all already get along, but just haven't met yet. Right. And so there's a great way to like, they really do like every once in a while, I've had a chance to be around a couple people and they really are on the same page. Yeah. yeah. And so the idea is how can we just facilitate more of that? Because it is very hard Number one in today's day and age to connect with people, but ironically in today's day and age, it's very easy to connect with people. It's just a matter of: Are you about to cry, bro? No, no, I'm gonna sneeze. No, it's yeah. not. I think it's. I think it's wrong. very easy to. <laughs> I think it's very easy to connect what we project with people. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a very different thing when you actually are with that person. Like everybody can make their interpretation of how you are based on what they see and right. based on what they see on social media. And it's a fairly accurate representation, um, but when they're out there walking maybe two holes and it's just you and two other guys, they might see a different side they never saw. And I think that's the thing. Your point is people actually connect when they play golf. And I think the way we play golf, sure, we actually connect because we're just out there having fun. Even though actually we just played nine holes, 41 degrees, Yeah, we didn't talk. We didn't, you don't need to. Okay. I was noticing that and I kind of was like thinking, this is too old. We're not like trying to talk. So my, my brother-in-law is a really avid golfer great great golfer but he doesn't talk a lot i don't talk a lot Mm. i'm i'm more of an observer and i think so is he and we went and played 18 holes and barely said anything to each other right we both remarked to other people what a great time we had because sometimes you don't need to say anything you don't need to talk a lot to understand people or just have a good time sometimes you just don't want to talk yeah and it's fun to go out and do something with somebody and not force things yeah and you know so yeah, enlighten. Sure, should we stop talking? Done. Can I slam the mic down? You can drop the mic. Thank you guys for joining me on the Eric Lang Show. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Eric. I pre- Akbar. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, I'm really looking forward hey, to tomorrow. Underscore. I'm going to try this. You ready? I say. I, I'm going to hey, try fuck. my outro. I got, a, I got an outro. You guys ready? I'm Eric Lang, and I'll see you on the tea. <laughs> Oh, no, that was so good. No. What should it be? What should it be? Not that. I'm Eric Lang, and I'll see you in the shower. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll see you. I'm Eric Lang, and I'm not watching you in the shower. I'm Eric Lang, and close your curtains. <laughs> close your curtains. <laughs>